You are listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast about all things screenwriting, the world of the screenwriters, and anything to do with the film and TV business. This is Jared Dean Winchester, your host, and you know I've been wondering for a while, or rather a lot of movie goers and the movie industry as a whole, may have been wondering what the film industry and the entertainment business, especially the visual arts business, is going to look like post-pandemic. You know, I really hoped when the pandemic first hit, I really hoped this would be an opportunity for all practitioners, and I'm going to use that term, from here on, rather than the word creatives, because I actually see no one creating anything, any different, but, you know, I really hoped that a lot of filmmakers, producers, screenwriters, and showrunners would step up their game, but... As I'm witnessing in streaming services like Amazon Prime Video or Stan or Netflix. By the way, Stan is actually the Australian version of Hulu. I'm actually seeing few too many showrunners and filmmakers stepping up the game. Fortunately, the guys that are really stepping up the game is, I will admit this myself, as somebody who has come from Tollywood, who actually grew up in Tollywood, that Tollywood seems to be stepping up the game. Why? Because... The critics there are not as fussed about the political correctness or anything that gets in the way of the creator's dream, rather the filmmaker or the producer's dream, the art process. However, this also opens up a whole can of worms from the practitioner's side where the practitioner is led to believe that because he feels he needs to express something, then that would be okay. The problem here is his audience members, the practitioner's audience members who will be consuming the product, a.k.a. his films or TV show, set TV show, will need to be sharing his vision or will need to be sharing his expression. Unfortunately, we all know that this is not the case. We all know that Every single one, 
everywhere is different. They love different things. They love different movies. They love different genres. They like anything that is not mediocre. Sure, some people may like mediocre, and that would be fine. However, I need to point this thing out. If something doesn't change soon, even the movie industry is going down the grabber. So, I'm going to tell you what I hoped when I posted a video on YouTube. I really hoped that it would be ample time for the practitioners because of the lockdowns. That have been instituted in Australia, in America, and everywhere around the world at that time. Like this is last year. I really hoped that they would think long and hard about their next project. It would give them ample time rather than rushing it. Now, sure. Writing assignments may be a different story, but for practitioners, independent practitioners, there is ample time for them to think about what they're going to make, and instead of including all the cliche movements or the cliche moments in their next film. Or the next creation, I really hoped that they would step up the game. But as witnessed in streaming services like Netflix and Hulu and Stan and Amazon Prime, I didn't see that happening. What I did see happening is more wokeness. Not that there's anything bad about it. Some are pretty well done, and a lot of them they just do it for the sake of including it. Like I don't get why. So, my takeaway message for all those practitioners out there: think outside the damn box. You don't want Jack in the box. You want him out of the box, as I like to put it. Because if Jack is in the box, Jack can only think about what he can do within the box while he's in the box. But when he's outside the box, then there's infinite possibilities. So it's that infinite possibilities the practitioners need to be seeking. For example, if you're in the business of writing romance movies, and you constantly are in the business of creating the same old boy meets girl characters. Now I'm sorry I'm talking about this, and I'm. Bringing this up 
time and time again because this is really annoying. Not just to me, I'm sure it's annoying to a few others as well. Now, this is where I will give props to the critics because they would give criticism where criticism is deserved. Now, these are the good critics. Now, the critics that I talk about are really bad critics, but that's besides the point. The point is, if you are a romance creator or if you create romance movies or TV shows, instead of the one-track mind of just focusing on heterosexual love, explore other aspects. And by doing so, you are letting Jack out of the box. You are also allowing yourself to explore unique ideas that have not been touched on. For example, romance is not simply restricted to heterosexual couple. You have gay couples, you have transgender couples, you also have people who are autistic who also need love. You also have autistic people who are gay. There's your chance. There is your starting point. Now, I've given you a few pointers. Now, it's up to you to grab the bull by its horn and run with it. Or it's up to you to take that key, insert it, and let Jack out of the box, finally. Now, after the break, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, quite frankly, talk about where the movie business is going in terms of delivering movies to the audience. Now, I know what you're going to say, but stick with me, and I will give you my hopes and my, not predictions, but I will give you my uh, thoughts on where it needs to be. So, stay tuned. Learn the craft of screenwriting with the guys at ScreenwritingU.com. They have free classes for you to test the waters. And then they have the Pro Series courses, which are the flagship of the ScreenwritingU courses. The owner and founder is actually an expert in the industry. And you get to learn not only the craft of screenwriting, but also the business of screenwriting. So what are you waiting for? Inquire today at ScreenwritingU.com. That's ScreenwritingU with a capital U dot com. 
This podcast is brought to you by Spring Whales Productions, where your journey begins. Welcome back. Now, before the break, I was actually telling you about what I had hoped the film industry or the practitioners in the film industry would do when the pandemic hit and when we were all in lockdown of some sort anywhere around the world. I had hoped that these practitioners, both independent and corporate, would step up the game. But alas, they did not. What to do? However, I also discussed what needed to change, and I gave you the example of romance movies and how cliched they are because they only seem to be focusing on heterosexual relationships rather than asking themselves what is unique about this relationship what is so different about this relationship rather than thinking to themselves or giving themselves the cliched excuse of oh it's what everybody wants or it's my self-expression or it's artistic it's beautiful well let me tell you given the way things are in today's reality it ain't so my uh, prediction rather my uh, shall we say forecast my analysis comes from forbes.com and there's an article that Ask the question, what will the movie industry look like after COVID? Well, basically, because of social distancing, social distancing measures, place, what we are seeing is that there are a few movie industries, or rather a few theaters, movie theaters, who are actually adapting to this. The old retro drive-in theater concept has been reintroduced, which is a plus if you were to adhere to the social distancing rules of wherever you are. And more and more, we will be seeing streaming services offering different kinds of movies. Like, for example, I recently came across this movie movie site called Binge and also a, a sister company of theirs, Shudder. What these companies did was they flipping do horror movies. They specialize in horror movies. One genre. That's it. And I think same would be true because I'm seeing 
companies like PRMount and Disney, who have launched their own streaming service, I'm a subscriber of Disney+. Plus. I have not had the chance to subscribe to Paramount Plus because I really have to do a little bit more research into that. But also, guys, let's be honest here. If there is one streaming platform, if there is one streaming service for every imaginable genre out there, and there's tons to choose from. Yes, the competition, the competition is high and mighty, no doubt. But also, because of the similar pricing structure, bargain hunters, or people who look for bargains and who are, quite frankly, in my opinion, cheapazoids, Yes, I call them that because they're not just hunting for a deal. They just want they just want cheap stuff, which is okay. I'm not blaming them for being them. But there are people when they compare prices because their decision is based on price centric products meaning they base their decision on purely based on price. If you have tons of streaming services with that are similarly priced, start with their starting off base plan, then I would have to say those kind of people will have trouble choosing. They won't even know what movies they like. They want a bit of everything, which is why they will more or less choose streaming services like Netflix, which is like an all-rounder. Now, streaming will be more, and I have seen a theater do something a little different. Different. So basically, the theater Showtime has recently launched its own streaming version of the movies that it actually screens. So, instead of you coming into the theater, paying for a ticket, which we all know comes at a price, and which means you aren't even allowed to bring in your own food. Zeus only knows why they've made that crappy decision. Obviously, it's for it's for obvious reasons, I'd say. Also, you know something? If I had to guess that there will be more movie theaters going online, offering more and more people the ability to stream movies online on a pay-per-view basis. So there, a few of my predictions of where the movie industry is going to go, 
post-pandemic. Some movie theaters are going to adapt. Some are going to die out because they don't want to adapt. And of course, there'll be more and more streaming services and more and more mediocre content as long as practitioners continue to believe that their vision is the best. They are being artistic as long as they're trying to make stuff look beautiful on screen. It'll be okay. And there will be practitioners who take the easy way out. Meaning, when doing a romance-based film, they'll pick the same old cliched character archetypes that everybody knows and are going to eventually be fed up with. But I'm really hoping that something will change, something will revolutionize this attitude. Also, in terms of the critics, I really hope that the critics will have some time to ask themselves this question. Am I really cut out to being a critic or am I simply doing this for the sake of criticism? And I really hope the critics ask themselves this. So, let's end it there. And thank you for listening. And as always, I will catch you around for a new episode of Saturdays with a Story Dude. And until then, don't forget to turn that page.